Well, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. You are truly the people who make this world go round. So hopefully you are having and will have a fantastic day. Last week, we started a brand new series called How God Can Grow Your Faith. During this series, we're looking at different circumstances that God might place you in that will allow or encourage you to grow. Now, growth is interesting, isn't it? isn't it? Uh, As parents, we don't sit our kids down and give them a long lecture on how they need to grow. We we don't do that. We just put them in environments where they will grow. We make sure they have a healthy diet, that they're they're getting enough exercise, and maybe just even getting enough rest. If you have a garden, you, you don't tell your plants to grow. You put your plants, you put your plants in, in the right environments that will encourage growth. You, you focus on things like, are, are my plants getting enough sunshine? Are, are they in an environment where they're getting enough moisture? Uh, maybe even does the soil have the right pH? <laughs> when it comes to growing into Jesus, now we can put ourselves in environments where we will grow. We, we can choose to open our Bibles and hear what God has to say about our lives. We can choose to find people in our lives who will, who will stretch us, who will ask us challenging questions, who will, who will call us on our junk and even pray with us. But then, then there's situations that we just find ourselves in. We didn't choose this situation. It just happened to us. We should look at these as opportunities, as, as, as just learning opportunities. Now, I like to think of these as free lessons, lessons you didn't have to do anything for. It's, it's kind of like a free education because you don't have the choice to be in them, but you do have the choice to learn from them. If you don't learn from them, you're, you're just wasting an opportunity. The, the worst thing that you can do when you're approaching these tests is just to wish them away, to, to want them to pass as quickly as possible. If you did that, you'd be, you'd be missing out on an amazing opportunity. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we should, we should go out of our way to find tough times. But what if we changed the way that we looked at these situations? Change, change from something we had to go through to this is a learning opportunity for me. Uh, an, an opportunity to, for me to stretch and grow and allow that test to make me a better me, a, a better leader, a, a, give me a stronger relationship, a, a stronger faith. Today, we're going to be in a letter from someone who had a famous brother. And this person's name is James. And James's famous brother was Jesus. Uh, I think it's, it's great to think that we actually have a letter from a, a family member of Jesus. So today, we'll be in the book or the letter of James. Feel free to turn there now if you'd like. It's, it's actually one of the shorter letters found towards the end of the New Testament. Today, we're, we're going to talk that God can grow your faith through suffering. Before we jump into our passage today, maybe a little background uh, on this author to this letter, James. Now, although James was Jesus's little brother, he he didn't start following Jesus until after Jesus's death and his resurrection. James, the brother of Jesus, concluded that that his brother was his Lord and Savior. Now, every time I think of this, I, I find it amazing because let me let me ask you. What would your brother have to do to convince you that he was the Messiah, the Savior of the world? 
Because James wasn't convinced even after all that Jesus did while he was here on earth. <laughs> James did not believe that Jesus was his Lord when Jesus was doing his earthly ministry. He, he was not impressed by his sermons or his little tricks or he, even his miracles. But, but after the resurrection, after the resurrection, James believes that his brother is who he said he was. And then James, the little brother of Jesus, shows up on the scene as the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. And eventually he's stoned be because he will not go along with the religious tradition. All because he insists his big brother, his crucified brother, is someone who rose from the dead, who was and is his Lord and Savior. So let's read what the little brother of Jesus has to say about suffering. James chapter 1, verse 2. James writes, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Now, James gets right to it. He, he starts this letter from who it's from and who it's to. And then when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. He gets right to the point that there doesn't seem to be any beating around the bush with James. But it's interesting to see what James says here. And maybe more importantly, what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, if troubles come your way. He writes, when troubles come come your way. I think one of the myths of being a Jesus follower is that life should be fair. And maybe that's not just Jesus followers, that's just everyone. But especially for the Jesus follower, this idea that once you commit to knowing Jesus, everything's going to be great, clear sailing, no more problems. But even if you look at at the stories in the New Testament and some of the disciples that follow Jesus, that's not true. If you look at the life of John the Baptist or the disciples, Peter and John, or, and think about this guy. Think about this. Jesus's little brother suffered. There are always tests and troubles that come our way. Now, now James doesn't even hint that life would ever be easy or fair. He, he comes right out and says, when, troubles come, when trouble comes your way. Now, let's not get too far away from that thought. I sometimes forget the Bible that we read is still true today. Uh, I like to focus on the amazing stories of when Jesus heals people and then everything turns out perfect, or, or we think. It's the happily ever after that we all long for. In, in the movies that I watch, when the hero shows up, everything is good. Now, Jesus is our hero, and he's shown up so because of that, that everyone who believes in him should live happily ever after, right? Now, you think it might happen, and it might be true in the movies, and you, you wish it happened in real life, too. Now, I tend to reread the encouraging verses, the, the promises of God when my faith needs to be built up. I, I, love, I love the promises that God makes to us. They are great to remember when you're having a bad day or you just... You just need a little encouragement. You know, I, I, love, I love to remember that God said he will always be with us. He says he will never leave you nor forsake you. But then there are some promises that Jesus makes that, that maybe I've skipped or ignored. And how, about, how about this one? Jesus said this, in this world, you will have trouble. That's in John 16, verse 33. When you hear that, 
You're not saying, oh, Troy, thanks for reminding me of that. I, I feel so much better now. No one says that. No one looks forward to that. Nobody is getting John 1633 tattooed to their arm. <laughs> I don't know about you. But sometimes I, I, I skip those verses, like, like the long genealogies and the instructions for building the ark. You know, I'm not planning on building an ark anytime soon. Why would I read that again? It's not even, it's not even measured in feet. <laughs> now, I, I don't know that anyone ever prays for tough times in their lives. I, I do know people that have come to me and said, I've had such a tough year. I, I, hope, I hope this year gets better. But I don't know anyone who's ever said, this past year's been so good. Maybe this year we should have a tougher year, maybe a few more tests. <laughs> no one says that. But maybe we should change our mindset when it comes to difficult times. But James is being very clear. James says, when troubles of any kind comes your way, consider it an opportunity for joy. That's interesting. Why would James say that? I, I really believe that joy only comes when you know what comes next. So what is next? What is bringing James joy because of testing? Well, let's keep reading in verse 3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. James uses the phrase, for you know, it's sort of like saying, I don't think I have to tell you this, but, but this is just a reminder because you, you know this. Let's not forget what is being tested, your faith. And why is your faith being tested important? Let me ask you this. Is anything valuable when it isn't tested? When relationships are tested, they, they grow. And if that relationship survives, it gets stronger. This is, this is even why you're sore after a workout. Because when you're working out, you're testing your muscles, your body. The, the soreness leads to you getting stronger. Tests and being tested aren't bad things. They are good things and can bring joy. If you ever make it to the Oregon coast, there is this great town called Florence, Oregon. Now, what Florence is famous for are their sand dunes. It's like 40 miles of sand with dunes that can get up to 500 feet high. It's, it's amazing. You're right on the coast, but it's like you're in the middle of the desert because there is so much sand. All you see is sand. One of the activities that, that you can do while you're on these dunes is, is a, a dune buggy tour. Now, you can pay someone to drive you around on these massive dunes. The first time my family went, my, my kids weren't too sure what they wanted to experience. So, so we, we took the family-friendly trip. Now, the best way to describe it is, is a gigantic bus with no roof and huge tires. You, you sat high. It was comfortable. It was fun. It wasn't that fast. The whole family loved it. The next summer, when we went back, one of my kids really wanted to do the more adventurous trip. And to be honest, I, I only did it because I didn't want to look like a wimp to my 12-year-old son. 
If the first summer was one of a school bus, now we're talking a high-performance sports car. We're, we're talking low to the ground. We're talking high speeds. We're talking jumps. We're talking donuts in the sand. We're talking flooring it just to make it up to the hill and then going over these cliffs. It's really for the thrill seekers. Now, after signing all the waivers, now saying we wouldn't sue if we got killed or maimed or whatever, as the staff were doing its final checks for our trips in the dunes, you know, getting our helmets on and goggles on, buckling in with our five-point seatbelts, someone in the dune buggy asked the driver, hey, how long have you been driving these tours? Not a very good question if you don't know the answer or don't want to know the real answer. <laughs> the driver looked pretty young, and to tell you the truth, I was wondering the same thing but was too scared to ask. He, he looked back and he said, it's not a great question to ask at the beginning of the trip. <laughs> In the back of my head, I'm thinking, I, I think I know where this is going. It's better not to know. It's better not to know. Driver, please don't say anything else. But the guy kept talking. He told us that this was one of his first days driving this tour. I don't know how that would make you feel, but it didn't help me with my nerves. That, that didn't that didn't fill me with overwhelming confidence. I, I, I remembered I just signed this waiver to say that I wouldn't sue if anything happened to me. Now, spoiler alert, I, we made it. <laughs> but why did it make me nervous to be driven around going up and down these 500-foot dunes with someone who was new to the job? Because I want to put my trust in someone who has some experience, someone who's been tested, maybe just a little bit, a bit more than a few days. Someone who may, have, who may have made a few mistakes and learnt from them. Maybe some mistakes with me, not in the dune buggy. I know that the best leaders, the people at the top of their field are those who have been tested. They've been through some tests, maybe failed some, but have learnt and become better because of it. The best surgeons are the ones that have been tested. As you're going into heart surgery, you do not want to hear the surgeon, the, the surgeon saying, don't be nervous. I just watched a video on YouTube on this. You, you should be fine. You don't want to put new brakes in your car that haven't been tested. You, you don't trust your kids to the teacher who's not been tested, no matter if you're looking for a doctor or brakes or a teacher for your kids. You want to know what they've done, that they've been tested tested. I found that I also like that quality in my dune buggy drivers. Tested. So you, you shouldn't be afraid of tests either. Don't be afraid of tests. They are there to make you better. Learn from them. Look at them as an opportunity for joy. Now here's my encouragement to you. Now young people, Take some risks. You live in one of the safest worlds ever created. Some of you might be single because you're afraid of being rejected. Take a risk. Put yourself out there. Think of it as a test. You might wonder if the guy will ever talk to you. Just talk to the guy. Just say hi. Some of you might feel like you're stuck. You don't know what to do next. So you do nothing. Don't. 
Take a risk. Maybe it's a job you really don't want to take. Take it. It's there for you. Think of it as a test or a trial. Get out of your comfort zone and test yourself. Sometimes this is the only way to find out who you really are. Now, I know the reason that we're often worried about tests is we're often afraid of failing. But remember, failure isn't final. Maybe we should learn what it looks like to get in the habit of of doing something that scares you every now and then. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about about taking stupid risks, but something that takes you out of your comfort zone, maybe just a little. Now, for the rest of us, it it might look like you inviting someone over to your house who doesn't look like you just to get to know them. Take that class and that subject you've always been interested in. Take, take that trip you've always wanted to take. Learn something new. Take up a new hobby. Parents, stop overprotecting your kids. Let them fail every now and then and stop rescuing them from every hurts. Because if our young people don't get tested, what kind of adults are we creating? We're creating untested ones. It's the same as your faith. Let it be tested. People need to know that their faith is going to stand up, not only when life is going well, but also when things don't go the way that we want it to. Ask those tough questions because a faith not tested is not much of a faith. When someone let us down and we're disappointed, that's a test. How are you going to respond? When God doesn't come through for you the way you wanted him to, what are you going to do? Your faith is being tested. Tests are good things. When we are tested, something grows, something new is learned. Let's pick up the passage from verse 4. So let it grow. And here, become, here comes our final, our complete results. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. What is growing? your endurance. Now, remember, as you face these tests, these tough times that you didn't ask for, there, there, there is a very specific reason there. They're there to develop you, to strengthen your faith. When James says, when your endurance is fully developed, and you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Now, the word perfect might mean something a little different than there is nothing to improve. Complete might be a better word to describe it. In the way you might think, I have everything now, I need to get that job done. Your tests will help you complete your job, your tasks, the the situation that you find yourself in. Without tests, we are not strong people. Tests bring experience. Tests bring endurance. Tests help us see that God is still there with us, helping us see how strong we really are. So don't fear tests. Embrace them. Find the joy of being complete after you face them. Know that even though you're you're being tested, God is with you and is for you. Let me pray for you today. Father, I know that there's probably someone listening right now who is probably wishing a test, a trial, a tough time in their lives away. God, I pray that they would, they would hear James' words from 2,000 years ago that, that testing brings joy, 
that they would take this test and they would lean into it. And they, they, they would really see what is there for them, what lesson to learn, how they're getting better, how they're learning to endure. So God, in a small way, thank you for the test you have given to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, let's talk about the question of the day. The question of the day is an opportunity for you to think through some of what we've just talked about. So talk about this with maybe the people you're watching with, or if you're watching alone, maybe just take a minute and, and think about it on your own. Here's your question. What test are you facing right now that you need to see as an opportunity to learn something? When we are faced with a trial, a tough time, a situation that we don't want to face, we often have two choices. We can sulk and ask, why is this happening to me? Or we can see that God is allowing this to happen so we can grow. I don't think that God ever answers the question of why is this happening to me? The question of why is rarely answered. I think that the question that God does answer is, God, what are you trying to teach me through this, through this trial? What should I learn? What what should I learn about you, God? What what should I learn about me? What is this test trying to teach me? So what are you looking at right now in your life that you wish would go away? But instead, you should be looking at this as an opportunity for growth. Tests make people better, better leaders, even better followers of Jesus. So now, know that whatever you are facing is there for a reason. You can choose to allow it to make your heart hard, or you can use it to make you become a better you, a more faithful you. Jude chapter 1, verse 24 and 25 says this, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. Hopefully all you moms are having a fantastic day. Hopefully we'll see you next week.